Welcome to UC San Diego's Office of Admissions Triton Times podcast. Triton Times will bring together UC San Diego's community of students, staff, and faculty to provide information to prospective and admitted students as they explore their college options. And we're here to talk to you about life at UC San Diego and showcase different areas of the Triton experience. Welcome back to another episode of Triton Times. I'm your host, Maya, and I hope you enjoyed your summer break. As you know, this pandemic has been really, really tough on us all. And so we kind of thought we'd take an unannounced summer break with everyone else. Um, so we are back now uh, with more episodes to kick off the application season. So before we dive into our episode today, I want to introduce someone special. We have a special guest, Antoinette. She's one of our admissions officers at UC San Diego. And Antoinette, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do as an admissions officer. Yeah, thank you so much, Maya, for, uh, for introducing me. I'm super excited to be here and be a co-host um, on the Triton Times podcast. So a little bit about me. Uh, again, I'm Antoinette. I'm an admissions officer here, aka an AO. So that might be a term that you'll hear a lot when we're referring to admissions officers um, in our office at UC San Diego. Um, but some of the areas that I cover are the West Los Angeles area, West Beach, East Los Angeles, South Central LA, um, and my out-of-state territory is Georgia. So if you're in any of those territories, then I will be your admissions officer. So you'll, you probably already heard from me or seen me give a presentation in your class. Um, I am super excited again to be joining just the Triton Times podcast um, and then just bringing you more information. I've also been in the admissions space for about eight years now. So I've got a lot of experience in just uh, higher education, especially within the public school system in California and really helping students navigate that. So that's actually one thing that I really enjoy is when I'm talking to students and maybe they're unsure what their major is and they're like I don't know what to do but I just know that this is my career path and so I get the opportunity to really help students shape their future um, and just give them some tools and resources so that is one of the things that I'm most excited about and I think this podcast is going to be a great tool to continue uh, to continue helping students uh, shape what their future is going to look like. Awesome well we're really really excited to have you here thank you so much for introducing yourself. So Antoinette, since the audience doesn't really know you that well, we're going to play a game to get to know you and then feel free to plug some of your favorite things about San Diego while we're playing this game. So we're going to do an icebreaker. We're going to be playing Would You Rather? So okay. the first question, first question for us is, would you rather have a taco or a burrito? Taco. Taco all day long. <laughs> I love tacos so much. And I tell all my students this when I'm presenting is that like, I'm building out a taco list of the best, like the top five best taco places in San Diego. So far I have three and I have a pending fourth. Um, and so I want to try like at least three other places before I make the final decision on who's going to make it to that fourth spot. Well, when you decide, please let me know. I'd love to try all of the tacos possible. <laughs> I trust your opinion. I will do that. <laughs> all right. So the next question is, would you rather go to the beach at La Jolla Shores or Pacific Beach? Um, the beach at La Jolla Shores. I feel like there just aren't as many people as there are at Pacific Beach. And like, I think being in the pandemic makes you rethink how many people you want to be around um, all the time. And La Jolla Shore is for sure has less traffic than PD. 
I agree with that. All right, so the next question is, would you rather hike or ride your bike around San Diego? Ride my bike. I actually am not a camper. I do not camper. I'm not, well, I'm not a camper either, but I'm not a hiker. <laughs> I do not like hiking at all. So um, I would quite like riding my bike, but beware, San Diego is very hilly. Um, my like boyfriend and I went biking, oh gosh, like two or three months ago from North Park all the way down to Little Italy. And the ride there, I mean, uh, is fine, right? And it's like mostly downhill, but that ride back, Woo! <laughs> I had not had enough calories to make it on the ride back. So I ended up walking up those last two hills. <laughs> wow. I can only imagine trying to bike that path. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like looked at him and I was like, are you crazy? He's like, I do this all the time. I'm like, what? I, I got to get into it. But biking is fun though. So, uh, and the hills aren't bad once you're used to them. Just make sure you have enough calories in the morning so that you can make it up and down the hills. <laughs> it's a workout. I, I can only imagine. It is. <laughs> All right. So next question for us. Would you rather watch the sunset or the sunrise? Ooh. Um, both are stunning, but I would definitely say the sunset is my one of my favorite things to do actually is like go to the beach and watch the sunsets. I just love all the different colors in the sky um, and just kind of like what earth looks like, <laughs> I guess, right as the sun is going down. There's no more sunlight, but it's not necessarily dark yet. Um, it's, it's, it's really pretty. Yeah, I definitely would say sunsets at the beach in San Diego are the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, next question. What's your favorite, brunch or lunch? Mm. Great question. Brunch. I would like to think of myself as a brunch queen. Um, I love to host brunch. I love to go to brunch. Anything about brunch is good with me. <laughs> what about you, Maya? Like, do you like brunch? Do you like lunch? What are your feelings about San Diego's brunch scene? Oh, San Diego's brunch scene is literally the best. Like yeah. I can't say enough great things about our like breakfast and brunch restaurant selection. Mm-hmm brunch every single day I wouldn't yes. even I would skip lunch <laughs> I would skip lunch every single day Ooh, do you have like a favorite like brunch restaurant that you like to go to one that's like near campus or even if it's just like a breakfast restaurant oh we have a lot near campus I think my favorite mm -hmm. now is snooze uh, yes. that's very close just... to campus yeah their pancakes yeah. are amazing I actually just went to snooze this morning. So it's so funny that you say that. I love them so much. And they have a pretty good like pineapple pancakes, like a pineapple upside down pancake. Have you had that one yet? I have. I've had every single pancake. Oh. Uh, I'm kind of looking at their French toast menu. I like kind of go through that sometimes. So amazing. Okay. Yeah, so good. Would you rather do summer in San Diego or autumn in San Diego? That's a trick question. Is it a trick question? It is a trick question. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, um, they're both the same. So in California in general, we have what we call like an Indian summer. And so typically it gets a little bit warmer during autumn. And I quite like the heat. So I'm good with both summer and autumn in San Diego. Can I choose both of them or do I have to choose one? I think you should choose one. There's an, an autumn in San Diego is, <laughs> I, I think it's different. I can tell. Yeah. Okay. Oh, 
Oh, okay. So, okay. There, let me my pros and cons on both. <laughs> so like the autumn in San Diego is nice because like at nighttime, you don't always need a sweater. Um, and I think that's why I would almost prefer it over summer because summertime still cools off in the evening, but then that's the nice part about it is you can just open the window and get a nice breeze versus in the autumn, like you have to turn your AC on if you have it or your fan. Um, but if I'm going to have to go summer or autumn, I'm going to do it strictly based around the busy time at work. And while we are always busy, we are not like I can get more time in the summer than I would be able to in the fall. So I'll go with summer. Okay. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. So we're saving the best question for last. And of course we're going to just provide two restaurants, but we're not endorsing either, either of the choices. So would you rather eat claim jumper pie or Julian pie company? What's the best pie? Um, okay. Okay. That, well, it's hard because I want to make the disclaimer that Claim Jumper has a fantastic Dutch apple pie, but I'm going to go for Julian just because I'm like a sucker for like cute little small businesses. And the first time I ever had a Julian pie was in San Diego. And they also have so many different flavors, right? Like when you get the Claim Jumper pie, it's just an apple pie, which again, fantastic apple pie. Before I learned how to make apple pie, that was the one I would always go to the store and get. But with Julian, you've got like the peach apple pie, you got a boysenberry apple pie, you got a cherry apple pie, like <laughs> you've got apple, apple pie, and they have like the Dutch crust on all of them. Oh gosh. Yeah. Julian, Julian for sure. And I have yet to go to Julian, but there's like a little farmer's market right by my house that sells their pies. And even the Vons right by my house as well sells the pies. Um, so I have quite a lot of access to them. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never been to either of the restaurants. And really? then, yeah. And I'm getting hungry as you like describe all of the options. <laughs> I'm literally like hungry. So maybe yeah. that'll be my next stop. So the nice thing about Julian is so it's actually, and I have not been to Julian yet, but it's like a town and they're like known for their apples and their apple pies and like everything apple. And it reminds me a little bit of, I don't know if you've ever heard of, I think it's like Apple Hill, which is in Northern California, but you can do like apple picking and they have apple fritters and apple cider and apple pie and apple donuts and like everything. And so I assume that Julian is very similar I don't know, but but I'm going to, we should go. Oh, are they open? (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to see when they're open. And it's really, really close, like 45 minutes away. So it's basically just that in a day trip. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that soon and I'll report back. (laughs) Please do. Okay. Right. So I know all of our listeners just got to know a little bit more about you. Um, but I heard you do know all of the, the best restaurant scenes in, in San Diego. I know we kind of got a little sneak peek of that. So I definitely want to catch up on another episode and dive into that when we have more time. Uh, yes, I'd love to do a food episode. Um, but yeah, by, by day, I'm an AO and by night, I'm a foodie. <laughs> I feel like that's a really accurate description of me. All right, so let's dive into today, today's topic, which is the UC application. Most of our listeners know the UC application is officially open, and I'm sure everyone has so many questions that need answering. So let's go ahead and get started. 
Um, so Antoinette, can you tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about what you think draws students to apply to UC San Diego? Yeah. So I think mostly, I mean, outside of our name, right, we're a pretty prestigious campus. We have incredible rankings across the board and a lot of our different majors. Um, so I think that really entices students to come. I always tell students, you know, what better place to go to school at than at the beach? So I think that definitely helps us. Um, but right now, like some of these big and like booming career industries are really industries in STEM. Um, and there's actually been like a very intentional push for students getting into STEM majors, um, just, I mean, for at least a decade or so, because um, I remember even that push when I was like uh, graduating high school and getting into college. So I would definitely say that that is probably something that entices students to come is that we have a really strong STEM department um, on our campus and our campus is actually known for that. And so if we have any listeners that are unsure what STEM is, um, it's just an acronym for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Um, and we also have aerospace engineering on our campus as well. So just like a shameless plug. <laughs> so I would say some of those are some of the top things that entice students uh, to come to UC San Diego. Do you feel like any of those really, um, like, what do you feel like as a student kind of enticed you to come to campus? Yeah, I definitely would say I heard about all of UC San Diego's great programs. I wasn't actually specifically interested in in STEM. I actually kind of wanted to get into the social sciences departments. And so I heard a lot of great things about our faculty. And so that's kind mm. of what, you know, brought me to UC San Diego. Um, also kind of made me want to apply. Uh, so mm. definitely like our programs are like very well ranked, highly ranked. Um, but I, I love the faculty that, that are here. And so that's kind of why I wanted to apply. Yeah. Okay, cool. I will say we do have some phenomenal faculty at UC San Diego. And I feel like whenever a department is like presenting to us and they're like, oh yeah, our faculty is doing this. I'm like, my, my jaw is always on the floor because I just think it's so cool. And I went to a much smaller uh, university. So not that our professors weren't doing as much, um, but they weren't always kind of out in the field as often as our professors are at UC San Diego. So it, it's nice to kind of be in this place where like professors are very so much like keeping up with their craft and they're out and they're in the field. They're taking their sabbaticals so that they can um, go out and do their research and come back and present that research to their students. So that's something I find really exciting. So Antoinette, tell our listeners a little bit about what the UC application is and when the application is due. Uh, yes. So the application is um, obviously your only way into the UC. So you have to fill out an application in order to be admitted to us. And that is regardless of if you are getting um, recruited by a, a coach um, for sports, you still have to fill out the application at some point. Um, so the due date, and I guess what is the application? Let me back up a little bit. What is the application? Um, it's really information about you, right? So you're going to fill all this out. You're going to report all this information about yourself. And then we go back and read it. And this is where we learn all the information about you and whether or not you're going to be a good fit for our campus. Um, the application, when is the application due? So the application is due November 30th. And every year the application timeline is exactly the same. So we open up on August 1st for students to start filling out the application. However, you cannot start submitting your application until November 1st, and then that deadline is November 30th. After November 30th, 
that's it. That's our cutoff. You cannot apply for UC anymore. Okay, so definitely clarifies a lot of things for our listeners. But do you have any special tips for filling out the UC application? Of course, you're an admissions officer, so we definitely want to hear from you. Yeah, and I'm not sure what questions you're going to ask later, so I'm going to try not to give too much away before you ask those questions later. Um, But the number one tip that we really like to tell students is start creating like a transcript of all the things you've done, right? So the application is going to ask you about any types of achievements and awards. And while it is wonderful that you have been on the honor roll every single year, if you have other awards, please make sure that those make it to your application as well. Um, and not just your, your honor roll awards. Um, but and even if it's like not in reference to your actual major as well, I think students sometimes are weary, like, oh, well, I got this award, but it's not what I want to do. So it doesn't make sense to put it on the application. Yes, it does. Please put it on the application. Um, so kind of create this transcript of all the different awards that you've done, any type of extracurricular or academic enrichment programs that you've been a part of. Maybe you played sports, um, any type of leadership roles that you may have had um, within some of those extracurricular activities and different clubs and organizations. Um, how many hours a week you were participating in these things, and then how many weeks a year. Um, So just kind of start creating a transcript of all those documents. Um, And even like if I have some students that are like in 11th grade or 10th grade or 9th grade, right, like start doing that now and just keep adding to it and making sure it's a place that you know where it is and you can go back to it and you can add to it when you have something, because that makes filling out the application so much easier as opposed to having to just pull it all from the top of your head. Um, Sometimes students kind of struggle with that because filling out college applications can be very anxiety inducing. And so we want to just help mitigate that anxiety as much as we can. Um, And then also have a copy of your actual transcripts. So (laughs) this is for both our first year students and our transfer students. You want to make sure that you have your transcript on hand when you are actually filling out that application, because you want to make sure that everything on your application matches that transcript as well. Um, and making sure um, making sure that it matches, right? So if you go to a school and they only give you one grade, then you'll just put the one grade down. If you're on a school and they have two grades, then you want to put the two grades down. Um, so just, just making sure that it matches so that when we go back and verify everything, we do not have a hard time. Yeah, I think that gave us a really good overview. And I like what you said about making lists of all the things that you've, you know, accomplished and all the things that you've done. I remember going through the UC application when I was applying and I felt like it was a very, like a reflective time. Like you got to, you know, see all of the things that you've done over your high school career. And I think that was a really, really great part of applying for me, just being able to celebrate all the things that I've accomplished and reflect on all the things that I had been involved in. So that's a really, really good tip. All right, so on that same note, I know you you mentioned a little bit about how you can make the process a little bit less anxiety inducing, but how do you manage your anxiety when filling out the application or how do you advise students to do that? Yeah, oh, I love that you're asking that question. I tell students start early, right? And I know that you're all like, of course we have to start early. My parents already told me to, right? Like, 
you'll realize your parents were right. Um, you won't admit it until after you graduate from college. It's fine, parents. I want you to know. I told my parents. Um, actually, I don't think I ever told them that they were right, but I told their friends that they were right. So I think that counts. Um, <laughs> but start early on. And I tell students all the time, like, we have a very detailed application. Instead of trying to fill out that entire application in two or three days, just take it day by day. The application opens up August 1st and you can't turn it in until November 1st, right? If you fill out the application like one page at a time per day, you will still have that application completed well before our November 1st submission period. Um, So that is really my biggest piece of advice. Um, Also like, knowing different things, I guess, about the schools that you're applying to, because we recognize you're not only applying to UC San Diego, you're going to be applying to a ton of other different schools. So if you do some work um, beforehand, some prep work beforehand, you can like make sure that you know what all the deadlines are. And so that if there are documents or applications or whatever that all need to be in by a certain deadline, that you know which ones to prioritize first, and then which ones to start later. So that would be, I guess that would be like one of my biggest pieces of information. And I think take a step away, right? If you're feeling overwhelmed at any point in time or you're filling out the application, it's okay to get up, take a lap, come back, finish that out, and then go and do some like self-care. So I think that's one thing that I've really been learning in the pandemic is setting stronger boundaries with work and with things that are strenuous and very um and very like mentally taxing is saying it's okay to get up, walk away, go do something else and do something that I really like. And then also having like a set in time for me. Um, Cause sometimes it can get really hard and you're like so engulfed in whatever you're doing that you look up and you've been working like three or four hours past the actual time that it's over. Um, so I guess that, that those are some of like my big, my big pieces of information is start early and block out your time and don't be afraid to take those breaks, those mental breaks in between. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. And of course, like during this pandemic, we're all kind of in the process of learning, you know, how to take a step back um, and really establish those boundaries between work and the time that you need uh, for personal time, because, you know, mental health is important. And we understand that, you know, the UC application can be be really stressful. So just Mm -hmm. another, yeah, just another thing to kind of clear up some anxiety about this application, going over the college system. So how do you rank the colleges? What are the colleges? What is the college system? This question, and it's so funny because when I first started working for UC San Diego, I, I, as you know, I, um, so now I understand it better so I can explain it. So our college system is really like our residential, like, housing system at UC San Diego mostly, right? So it'll mostly dictate where you live on campus and what your general education requirements are. And that's mostly it, right? And so you want to, how do you rank those colleges? Each college, it's important to know that each college has its own like mission or theme or philosophy. And then its general education requirements will fall in line with that theme philosophy or whatever you want to call it um, for, for the different colleges. So I typically tell students when they ask me, how do I rank it? I tell them one, you can be any college, any 
major, any major, any college. So a lot of students will say, oh, you know, I'm interested in this major. What's the best major for this college? I'll tell them any of them, right? And they'll look back at me and I'm like, you can be any major, any college and recognizing that you just rank them on the application and we place you in the college. There's no wrong way to rank your um, your colleges unless you accidentally rank your seventh college as your number one choice um, because one is the college you like the most and seven is the college you like the least. Uh, so I usually like to tell students, rank the colleges based off of how you feel that they align the best with your personal um, with your personal background or personal beliefs, excuse me, your personal beliefs. Um, and sometimes that makes it a little bit easier in figuring out where they rank for you um, and how to rank them. Um, and then if that's still a little bit confusing, think of it a little bit like Harry Potter and Hogwarts. So <laughs> the same way that Hogwarts has their houses, which like Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, uh, Slytherin, Gryffindor, right? We have Ravel and Roosevelt and Seventh College and Sixth College and Mirror, right? Like I won't go through every single one of them. So it's really the same concept just without all the magic. Yeah, I definitely love your explanation. And then thinking, you know, on that kind of same note as well, I think, you know, it is a little bit intimidating on the application, but it's also a really, really fun opportunity because you do get this very unique choice um, into, you know, which colleges you're placed into, um, maybe where you want to live on campus, and then thinking about which classes you want to take as well. So I think it's more of a, a fun opportunity uh, than anything that um, is stressful or scary. Mm -hmm. All right, so next question is, how do students qualify for fee waivers or know if they qualify for a fee waiver? Yeah, so the fee waiver is all based off of how much, um, like, the student's uh, parents make or, uh, or guardians uh, make. And so you actually know in the application like right away, even before you get to the end of the application, if you qualify for the fee waiver or not. And if you do qualify for the fee waiver, um, then it will tell you, um, it will tell you that you qualify. And if you've only like applied to like maybe two UCs, it'll say, oh, choose two more UCs if you want to, because you got the fee waiver and it allows you to apply up to, to up to four UC campuses for free. Um, so that, that is the fee waiver. It just uh, will help make applying to college and not as um, expensive because it is a very expensive process applying to college. All right, and then our next question is gonna be, do students need to take the SAT or the ACT? No, they do not. So we are SAT and ACT test blind this year. So we will not be using any type of standardized testing um, to determine admissible questions. So in general, we've always practiced a holistic review. And so the holistic review is like a multi-point review process, which really allows us to look at different aspects of the application for students. And so even when we were looking at test scores, it wasn't the only factor and it wasn't the determining factor of whether or not you can get in. So I, it, it's hard because as an admissions officer, the one question I get all the time is like, 
what is this perfect formula? How do I guarantee that my student or that I can get admitted to UC San Diego? And the answer to that is there is no perfect formula, right? There are things that you can do that will make your application look good, that will enhance your application. But just because you have all of those things, it does not guarantee you admissions into our campus. So some of the things that we're looking at on that application is your A3G courses. Did you take those A3G courses? Did you do the requirements? Did you do the recommendations, right? So while we know that the recommendations are just extra, we're really looking for students who are going to go above and beyond. So doing that extra is really going to enhance your application, right? We're going to be looking at academic rigor. So how many AP, IB, UC approved honors courses did your school offer? How many did you actually take, right? Um, maybe your school didn't offer any. Maybe you like went to the community college and took some community college courses. Um, you're going to have like, we're going to be looking at all of those different things on your application, but we're also going to be looking that like into that in con conjunction and in context with who you were as a student. Maybe you were super involved and so you kind of had to choose between APs and um, or college courses and some of your extracurricular activities, right? We're going to see, oh, this student was super involved and so maybe they didn't have as much time for studying after and they had to make that hard decision, right? Well, would we still like to see them? Absolutely, but we don't want you failing your APs um, because you couldn't, you didn't really actually have the time to dedicate to them, right? Um, but this is still going to look good. Like these things are going to look good on your application, right? We're going to see some students who were super involved. And so maybe their GPA wasn't as high as some of their peers, but they still were able to maintain, um, they were still able to maintain a high GPA, especially for the level of involvement that they had, right? So we're going to look at those different things. We're also going to look at personal insight questions. Um, and the personal insight questions are really important. We're going to have a whole episode on them, so I won't go too much into them right now because I just don't want you to have to hear a bunch of redundant information. Um, but the personal insight questions is really where we get to learn a lot more information about you and where you get to expand on the application. Um, so these are all the different points that we get to look at. We're going to look at academic enrichment programs. Um, we're going to look at any type of adversities that you had, like the like, like we just, we look at so many different things on your application. And so, um, and then we give it a score and then um, that's really just a recommendation. And then our upper uh, leadership is the one who kind of makes that, that final decision on who gets in. Um, and again, we look at all these different app factors and we really take our time to look at each application to see, you know, are these students, um, are are they, are they going to be a good fit? And we want you to know that even if you don't get chosen for UC San Diego, you still had a phenomenal application, right? You're still going to be a good, you would still be a good fit for us. We just might not have had room to offer you a spot because um, we do receive a lot of applications. We have a very high volume of applications that we get every single year. Um, and all of our applications are reviewed by two different trained professionals. So just keeping that, <clears throat> excuse me, keeping that in mind as well. Yeah, and I think there's definitely, you know, I've heard a lot of things that if I were a prospective student thinking about applying, I would definitely know, you know, what I can do to make my application stand out. So thanks so much for, for sharing, Antoinette. Of course. All right, so last question for you. Mm -hmm. Does UC San Diego make early admissions decisions? We do not. So we do not participate in early decisions. Um, so the application that we receive on the 1st of November versus the application that we receive on the 30th of November will get the same uh, weight in their review.
So um, thank you so much for these questions, Maya. I think we really covered a lot and I hope our listeners learned a lot about the UC application process. I hope you learned a lot about me being a foodie um, (laughs) and all of those things, but we are running out of time for this week's episode. Um, So I just wanted to pass along some additional resources to help you all stay connected. So be sure to visit our website, which is admissions.ucsd.edu, and follow us on all of our social media accounts. Uh, We have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and our handle name is the same on all platforms, which is at UCSD Admissions. All right, so thanks so much for tuning in, everyone, to another episode of Triton Times. Of course, we're your hosts, Maya. And Antoinette. Live from San Diego, signing off. See you next time.